Welcome back to Ignore the Fame Podcast. It's Jason Martinez. I'm here with Sarab. Hey. And Brandino. Hola. All right. So first thing we're going to be talking about is uh, life after college and uh, being a freelance independent filmmaker. So you guys want to just keep talking. We bounce back to the ideas. So I'll start with Sarab. Okay. So... I'm assuming we're going to start with the life after college topic first. Right. Actually, let's, let's start with a little background. Okay. So, so I guess my background in, in the industry perspective is uh, I kind of only started uh, knowing that I wanted to do movies or whatnot or create films when I was in about the sophomore year of high school. Um, I didn't officially go after it until late junior to senior year of high school. Eventually, I went to college with uh, Jason here and Brandino. Um, We started at the same time, graduated at the same time, and kind of walking into the real world, or at least life after college, um, it was really unexpected that I kind of had to... uh, not exactly follow the path that I originally planned out for myself right away, only because I was kind of tied down with family. And I know that's a really uh, common excuse that a lot of people kind of use uh, after this kind of transition from college to real world. But I mean, that's just kind of the situation I was put in. And I kind of let myself fall into that trap. Um. And yeah, and that's still where I'm kind of at. I'm just trying to make money so I can kind of, yeah, just trying to get myself out of this little hole. How about you, Brandina? Let's talk about a little about you, Brandina. Uh, I want to say that probably it's almost similar, uh, kind of like with how Sarab was like in high school was really the moment when I really noticed that working in entertainment would be something I wanted to do as a job in the future. So I really, that's where I really kind of took it more serious. And, and that's when I went to school and I met you guys, uh, really got to learn a lot and experience a lot. And now I'm currently back in Washington. I was born and raised here. I'm trying to work in the independent slash commercial industry. I've been doing that for about almost two years now. And uh, so far I've been working on a lot of things from like shorts uh, to I have features and, you know, a couple commercials and music videos. And uh, it's been good. Uh, I like to say kind of uh, I have a minor in videography, but a major in uh, indie video production or an indie video lighting and camera departments. And uh, if that makes sense. Yes. (laughs) But no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm just kind of trying to survive and try to make a living in this uh, small independent industry we have here in the Pacific Northwest. But yeah, it's pretty much uh, what I'm doing right now. And uh, a little background of me. Uh, if you guys, small, because I've been on a couple, a couple podcasts before, if you guys take a listen to that. Um, basically, Northeast, Jersey Jersey boy, basically. Uh, met Sir Rob Brady on Full Sail. Uh, also, they're also friends with Elliot. Everyone knows Elliot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the main star of the show, the real reason we're here. Yes, Elliot, yeah. my, my man, um, after Full Sail, decided to move out to LA. And if you guys you guys don't know, but I'm back in the Northeast, in the Philly, Philadelphia area, and basically just keep following what my heart desires, um, creating content and telling stories. So that's a little bit about me. So now we get back into the topic in hand and about just freelance filmmaking and being an independent filmmaker. So now surviving go. Yeah. And I guess this is a great moment to kind of explain that I I'm in Virginia. Uh, I forgot to mention that I was ra- born and raised in Virginia. I'm 22 years old, lived here all well, technically 20 years because we spent two years out in college in Florida. But I mean, as far as freelance here in Virginia, it is not the move. <laughs> it's, it's just, I gotta be straightforward with it. If you're looking for for an opportunity in the film world in Virginia, it just does not exist, and that's only because, uh, from my personal personal experience, even branching out as far as the Richmond area or even up in the D.C. area. I mean, it's a little more prominent in the D.C. area, but 
I mean, everywhere else in Virginia is just dead. It's just people here don't have the drive or the ambition to go after a dream that they have. And if they are those kinds of people or they try and show it, um, it's hard to find a consistency because they'll show it. They'll maybe pursue it for a little while, but they'll give it up very easily. And that's kind of the downside of, of the area that I'm in. Occasionally you'll find those miraculous people those unicorns in the group but i mean it's really hard to kind of schedule anything with those with those extremely talented people because it's just i mean scheduling having to have a consistent job that pays well and all that other stuff that you know everyone's got bills so all these factors Mm -hmm. kind of playing a point around here and it really kills the mood would you Um, say like it's it's uh, at that point where people are kind of looking at it as a hobby versus an actual career. Yeah, it, it, it really starts to push towards the hobby instead of career path, mm-hmm. especially when you consider all the factors that I mentioned and many more. But uh, those are the main ones that really stand out. So for me, I, want, I have a question. Being in Virginia, how do you find or what, what are your ways that you find people to do photo shoots or different ways to try to find those? the roughs as you say well to find the people to help you i found it the easiest way is to do everything yourself start off by yourself and make a name for yourself so that way you can market yourself to other people to get them a part of your team so you so you'll naturally start just attracting people like you'll be a light in the dark that people can see and come to and from there you can kind of well, it, it makes it easier to find people of of your of your uh, level Thanks. of of dream or um, kind of ambition. What one year I met Kyle. Kyle was Kyle. Was yeah. Kyle always have the chance. So that's it's also a great time to have. That's great friends to have surrounded you. Because uh, yeah, friendships really help you in any ideas you want to say. Your friends are always right next to you, especially Kyle. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Kyle, my little brother, or whatnot, they all have their own dreams and ambitions to go after. So they're kind of, they're, they're, their mindset is perfect. It's just they're not in the same they're they're not interested in the same world as me. They're not interested in the same, you know, ambitions as I am, more particularly film. They have their own drive and ambitions towards their own things, which is great. That energy does rub off. It's just to find people in the film world is really really difficult, especially in my area only because I mean, it's the film world. It's 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 not only competitive, but also it's really kind of hard to convince yourself that hey you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be a big filmmaker one day and uh and i kind of want to push everything else aside including my bills to go and film something to eventually become someone through some magical way um i mean it's unrealistic to think that way but at the same time we all can't help but you know dream a little yes yeah dream a little you invested on some camera gear and you're taking that leap, that jump, because you know this is what you want to do. Yeah, and, and that can either be a smart or a dumb choice. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you... Wait, go ahead, let, me, let me go ahead. Um, so this is a thing where I kind of noticed, because uh, our industry kind of works the same way. We have that struggle of having that balance of like really dedicated people to who are like really committing to this job of like wanting to be a filmmaker. Because it's on top of that, they're worrying about paying their bills. So most of the time, you'll find people who have the day job and then they do filmmaking or they have some kind of like video production services uh, on the side. And um, yeah, when I noticed it more, I was thinking the independent industry is very, very down to like who you who you are and wh- uh, what you're doing and how how you found an avenue to continue creating. Like, Strob didn't do anything wrong buying camera gear. No, no he, he actually did a good job in in buying it because like like he said he's not wrong at that point when you're not in a place that's constantly having productions 24 7 it is your job as a creator to make those opportunities for you build your brand and to market that to 
either filmmaking, commercial services, or whatever it is. It's really, uh, it's almost like a wise thing to do if you can, if you're trying to build a brand in like a, a small independent industry. Yeah, and that's, and, and to add on that, um, and that's kind of the reason why I did what I did is what I had noticed, at least starting off in the freelance world. So this is, I guess, my my very, very brief and short, short version of how you can kind of market a freelancer, at least yourself as a freelancer, at least from what I've learned, is if you have something as simple as a DSLR, it's very difficult, at least in my area. In the general world, it makes it makes sense not to go straight into getting expensive gear. But in my circumstance, because nobody was interested in hiring somebody to do their social media or to film content for them for whatever, either website or whatever it may be, it's really like nobody is interested in doing that. It is almost impossible to find a company that wants to donate or not really donate, but invest money into a project that they could possibly make uh, several times back, whatever they put in. But the thing is, is for me, the reason why I did it was, or the reason why I went and purchased a higher end, a higher end camera than a DSLR, a professional video camera and all this other stuff is because I was, I was thinking in terms of how I can market myself and my product and how my clients will see me with this gear because the, then at that point because all i had was a standard canon t5i that shot 1080p at 30 frames a second uh, versus now i can market myself and say look you can get 4k quality at at what uh, the way i market it as is movie quality with x y and z benefits and i'll take care of all of this and because they heard 4k they're like oh dude sign me up you know that i've heard 4k i heard that's the best they don't know that the they don't know that there's 8K out there or 6K or whatever the case may be. They know 4K and they know that 4K because of television TVs is is the higher version. So they're gonna go for that and they're gonna be like, oh, that's perfect. Or you'll have the clients that say, well, why should I get 4K? Because not that many people are gonna see it, and you can create your own kind of manipulate your words or whatnot and and market that the 4K product to them and stuff like that. And by doing this, I saw a tremendous growth in the amount of clients that I could obtain. And that's only because of the way I marketed myself and my, my gear and stuff like that. With that being said, I did kind of have to let it go for a little while. And that's only because I noticed that I noticed that the people that I was going after weren't exactly great for a portfolio as great as I could make them I mean you can only do so much from something that's already so little mm-hmm. and and what I've noticed is a lot of clientele want crews they don't want one man army kind of people and I just started I started losing opportunity because of that which so, comes down the, to like the resources and, and what you make and uh, kind of like to tie in real quick to uh, what you're talking about earlier in, investing in like the gear, just whatever it is you need is kind of crucial because like you said, clients look at, uh, especially if it's like a smaller industry, they're looking at, well, what does this person have? What can they do? Because um, from what I noticed working here for quite some time is that there are so many people here that invest into everything they need to run like a full scale production from beginning to end. They take care of everything and they're like almost like one man armies, but uh, yeah. it's a lot to invest in. And then but when I look at it, I'm like, okay, they're successfully running this like production business because they have all these things they invested in their company. And now they're like, you know, they're in charge of a lot, but in the, in the end, that's kind of like the payoff of, of getting all that stuff. And it's very hard. Like it's very hard to like do everything on your own and just, you know, solicit only one service specifically because if you're in a small market that's not what they have like they don't they don't have a million audio guys there to fill in your production and or whatever like compared to like major areas like LA or New York you have all these people doing different things where in smaller areas it's mostly just you and that's uh, that's why exactly. you get a lot more opportunity having all those like resources for you and uh, yeah just like being able to do everything from beginning to end and most of the money goes to you versus like the whole crew but yeah then 
the scale of it's all different depending on the project and the client, but I can see where you're going. We talk, well, when you mean uh, it's, it's solely not just on the person anymore. It was about the business that you provide. Yeah. yeah. Which, which Rob has recently, your most recent commercial, correct? Yes. You work in a commercial. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's mostly, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's literally commercial work, like advertising, either on websites or social media, um, which, of all which, kinds, not only which, Instagram. Or which Facebook. is something that, yeah, um, filmmakers like us, commercial helps pays, right? You know, I guess the small pay and all that, but. I, like you say, you always want more, and it's hard because commercials you can't you can't do what you really want to do, and that's telling fascinating stories or capturing a video. You, know, you, you need a story to tell and all that. So you really you don't have that capability. You're trying to go simple and trying to just that's the one thing you always say you want more, but it's hard. The community, the film, the entire film community there, right, Sir? Yeah, and. To kind of just add on that slightly, it's it's really hard to, uh, and not only commercial work. I'm, I mean, even if you were to branch off to let's say weddings, which is the highest, I'm assuming is the highest paying, uh, job title of a freelancer. Um, the thing is, is you can only do so much as as a single person or even two people. It, yeah. it, there's some projects that I I even overwhelmed myself with uh, taking that yeah, it was a headache and sure all the money does come to my own pocket and myself. But at the end of the day, you got to step back and be like, was it really worth it to put myself mm-hmm. through all that stress when I could have just split up just a little bit, I could have slept a little bit sooner or whatnot or easier that day, uh, knowing that I could have just hired one extra hand or whatever the case may be. And that, like that, that plays in a factor of, of uh of if you want to keep doing freelance the way that you are and and the path that you are it's mm-hmm. it's i guess my my i guess the note to take down is if you're going to try doing freelancing do freelancing with at least someone behind you to take to take a position that can that can take the least amount of weight off of you but won't like it's just enough that you can go through the production without any headache, without any problem. Um, yeah, and it determines yeah. on like the the amount of help you get, like the resources, and based on like what you're doing, like the services you're providing. Like if you're a small company, then yeah, you're gonna you have that chance to like hire more people and technically like handle all the larger scale productions. Um, unless you're like fully freelancing on your own services and and like skills, depending on what job you want to do, um, you wouldn't. I mean, you just need yourself if it's like if it's a smaller like below the line position. Uh, but like when it comes to like the higher end stuff where you want to get um, hired and booked out for shooting and then either post production, it's always good to have that kind of uh, you know manpower to get stuff done and to get stuff rolling efficiently. Because it's a lot. I mean, the more you you try to tackle on, you the more you realize, man, there's like no way one person can do like fifty of these exactly. jobs and get the job done like efficiently. And yeah. uh, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing. Yeah. Yeah, especially. That, I was just gonna say that that was a situation that was thrown in. Exactly. Yeah, especially. Yeah. I mean, for me, having that second person helps also motivates you. It it helps you have fun while you're there. You're not alone. You have that friend that you can have fun because in the end it's also about having fun so oh yeah at the end of the day yeah. i mean depending on wherever you're working at least for filmmaking at the end of the day you're making a movie you know if that's what everybody tells me is like whenever you're tired and you know people are getting stressed just everyone remember we're making a movie so yeah yeah and that's and that's kind of like the lesson that that i was trying to like portray is like at, at some point you know it if you're getting stressed out and you're not having fun because you're purposely overwhelming yourself with work for a single production, like if you're not having fun doing that, doing that job because you, you're, you know, you're a little hard headed, you don't want to hire one extra person to help you or whatever the case may be. It's not worth it. You gotta, you gotta take Mm -hmm. a step back and reevaluate what you're, what you're doing, the way that you're planning it. And, and I obviously put myself in that situation more than, more than once. 
and that's why I'm kind of like speaking out because I'm I'm speaking out on my own mistakes. It's it's a little it, 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 freelancing can get really really annoying sometimes if you don't know <laughs> no, exactly, if, if if there's no like handbook or guide in front of you to tell you how to do it. Yeah, exactly. So you're kind of stuck. Yeah, it's so now, definitely a lot to like take on, and depending on like what field you really want to go into, and and where you really want to end up. I think if you're, you know, you want to constantly like you know make, I don't know, any kind of scale of production from commercial to film, it's a it's a tricky business to to like get a grip of too, because there's so many things that can screw off to like just making money or just to like being creative and depending on where you are you just have to learn to really sink or float you know what i mean like it's it all works differently no matter like wherever you are so yeah all right now now let's take this from east coast coast and talk about the the west coast financing from brandino um for me i just i just want to say like my whole working style of um you know just being up here really changed from my approach and I'll eventually get to the point where of how things work here. But um, originally, you know, coming out of school, I had the approach of like, I call it like the Hollywood mindset of like, you know, you got to work really hard and uh, eventually get, like get to where you want to be. If it's like, you know, you want to be a producer, director or a cinematographer or an actor or something like that in the higher end field. Like I believe like you have to do it like they do it in LA, you know, you work your way up. But the more I realized of how the independent industries work is like, it's really, you have to be able to like wear many hats. Like Sarah was saying, you got to be able to do a lot of jobs and manage everything from either your own perspective or have the help of your own team or your own company to do everything and to, you know, benefit your business if you're an independent freelancer. Now it depends what you really do. Like, I've met a lot of people who run their own production company. They have their gear and occasionally they'll hire freelancers like me who I, I've been working in the camera lighting departments for, yeah, I guess two years. And like, occasionally you'll meet new people. People will call you back. And that's technically what the freelancing would be here in Washington. And um, it's not very large. And the downside is it's like very seasonal. Um, So like in, in Washington, we're very heavy in commercial. And that's t- typically something that lasts like year round. But when it comes to like film, it's very heavy in the summer because of the weather, obviously. And then um, just anything independent, like people want to make music videos, they have it. And and then, uh, yeah, it just changes every year. And if you get really lucky and you really uh, manage to be one of like kind of, I would say like the popular people in the industry, <laughs> um, you'll constantly be making stuff and, you'll be well known. The only other thing that um, I noticed too was like the struggle, like Strava was saying, there's a majority of people who are like very dedicated and they constantly work and, or their their lives are evolved around something to do with entertainment. And then there's those who are kind of, you can tell they didn't go to school for this. They didn't um, spend hours to do this. They have their regular nine to five job and they do this on the side or on the weekends for fun. Sometimes they don't get paid for it. Sometimes they don't, the people that help them aren't getting paid. And, you know, for me going in with like what I would say the Hollywood mindset is working your way up into in the industry, that's not necessarily how it worked here. And so I figured the same kind of like eye-opening concept was like, you either make your own business for yourself, you start your own services and you either work with the same people each time or, you know, you do whatever you can to make work for yourself. And that means you have to wear many hats. So, uh, I would say that's the majority of how the industry works here is, uh, yeah, you either have a, you're a man of many trades or you're very popular in what you do, or you're just very wealthy and you can run your own business. Yeah. And, and I would assume not a lot of people are on the wealthy, the wealthy side of things. Um, or the, uh, what was the second one that you mentioned? You said that uh, wearing many hats Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta be very like flexible. Like I've met uh, I've met a couple of really cool people who they started out uh, just shooting and uh, you know they have their camera. They hired to do a gig, uh, they get it done, and next thing you know, like okay, now they're gonna start doing editing. Um, some of them even do producing. Uh, you know everything from scratch, and 
Yeah. Because when you get hired out, they, whoever's hiring you most of the time doesn't know the industry that well. And so they assume one man can do the job. And I noticed that like even just applying for when I first was first starting out, I was applying for like these full-time jobs and, you know, with the Hollywood mindset, you think, Oh, I only have to do this one job and I can build a career. But unfortunately it was to the point where they're like, Oh, we need you to not only uh, pre-produce, we need you to shoot, edit, and uh, deliver everything for us all under yourself, you know? And that's when I noticed like, Oh man, if I want to make a living and like really thrive in this kind of independent industry, I have to learn so much more. And that kind of forced me to learn a lot more things throughout like the two years I've been here. Like, I'm luckily a lot more comfortable editing than I was before. Like, as Jason knows, I wasn't the best editor back then in film school. <laughs> no, And uh, I really got a grip on it when I was here and uh, really got involved with it. Um, a lot more color grading recently. Uh, producing as well is like one side of the business that I've been trying to learn. But the more I get into it, I'm like, man, this is like a whole another ballpark. This is like so much stuff you have to learn depending on what you want to do. And uh, yeah, you just realize the world is a lot bigger and you either want to make it simple and do one thing, but it's just not the way to go in in a small independent industry. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that because uh, one one very particular thing that you mentioned is the is the uh, is the kind of stepping like kind of just uh realizing that it's not exactly the easiest or not exactly the way that you think kind of road. Uh, You mentioned particularly in your situation is that it's a climbing of the ladder, eventually getting to the charts and you stay in one position and you get really great at it. That's what I was hoping for is like to do that. But I realized that's how it works in LA and like New York. Cause that that's like just the mindset of how you, you know, work your way up the corporate ladder basically. Yeah. And it's different. Yeah, and the reason why it works in those areas is because there's so many people that you can find people that are perfect at that one job and you don't need someone else to to take that position. And if you do, you can just find someone else. It doesn't have to be someone currently on the team that has to, you know, learn a new hat or learn a new trait. Um, and that's something that I wanted to kind of add on for my area even because Brandon is on the, on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. But something about freelancing that always stays consistent is that once people that you're working with realize that they have to do multiple jobs, it immediately eliminates the the people that are not dedicated in what they do and the people that are extremely lazy from the people that are super dedicated and are hardworking. It really creates a gap between there because that's when people realize they're like, dude, I only want to do this. Like, this is only what I want to do. I'm not going to do this. And they just want to step away from it. That honestly, in my opinion, is the best way to weed out people that are lazy. And I, I'm actually grateful for it only because I got to meet really, really ambitious people here in Virginia through that method. Like just doing a couple like short films or a couple small productions. Yeah. Uh, by productions, I mean advertising or working with a company or whatnot. I was able to really see and get a good idea of who I'm working with that's, you know, that I can rely on, that I can be like, dude, I would love to have you on another shoot of mine, or I would love to work with you again because I, dude, I can look away. Like, I know you got my back. I know that you're not going to, you know, fall, fall apart on me or bail on me last minute on a production or something because, you know, you're after it. Yeah, which, which is one thing, sir, I was talking about. When you're working on these film sets or you're working on commercials and meeting new people, just kind of like Rob, you were talking back in, back in college. It was a, a, a web series. And mm-hmm. recently, last year, the same director, they came back to him and he filmed, what was it? It was a 24 hour film festival? 24 hour film festival? It was a 72 hour film 72, festival. 72. Yeah. And they went back to to ask for me if I want to be the, their uh, DP, right? Or a camera operator? Yes, and DP. He was able to get another opportunity, and he worked, he already worked with me before. Well, it was like a, probably about a year gap. You guys have worked? Yeah, no, yeah. It was almost exactly a year. A year gap. So meeting those connections, those people, you know, 
later in the future is like, oh, we're in the area. We need a DP. We need a chem operator that, you know, you, you're the first person that's in their mind because yeah. they know how you work, that they want to work with you again. I'm pretty sure yeah. that works. You know, I know Brady, a couple of short films, and you probably the same thing with that. The people that you meet on film sets and the people you meet and you connect with, they can help you find, get you another job on another, on another time. Yeah, it's definitely been the same where, like, I, I've met a lot of great DPs. I know at least, like, maybe, like, 30 different DPs at this moment from, like, that I've gotten the chance to work with. But, and the only other thing was, like, I want to go back to, like, the the kind of working, working a while to, like, I would say grow yourself almost. Like, the issue was, like, when you work with, like, a lot of, like almost senior veteran DPs, people who've worked in like the unions for years, you start to realize like these people don't want you to get what they have so quick. Mm-hmm. They uh like I've met a lot of people. Like I met one guy working from with this crew that came down from Vancouver, and this guy did he's done some amazing stuff with like Nike and all these major brands. He was a really cool guy, but when you talk to him about like um because obviously Vancouver's different, like it's that LA almost Hollywood approach that I was talking about. He was like, it's, it kind of like grinds his gears when like a lot of people want to uh, get all the benefits, but haven't put in the time that needed. And so th- that's the problem was like, I wanted to work my way up in that like Hollywood corporate ladder or like doing the same thing, but doing that in the independent industry was almost impossible because like for up, so there's not that many resources around you to do that, that you can't really grow your name and you constantly had to do I would say, like, wear many hats if you want to, you know, have consistent work. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, it's not necessarily what I want to do either. Because what I learned was actually from people in Vancouver, at least they were telling me, compared when they look at people who have worked in like an industry in Washington or like somewhere where it's a lot smaller, they actually shy away from people who have. have done many different jobs in the industry because they think they automatically think, man, this guy's been fired like multiple times from different things. <laughs> and so, yeah. and I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah. So I was like, he's, he's right about like being dedicated and being um, sticking to it. And that's what you should do, especially if you want to, you know, work your way up to doing something that you really want to do. Um, but like, yeah, it's like, that's the downside of like the independent industry is like, it, it really forces you to conform if you just want to make a living um, and not, become one of the persons who has to get a, who, you know, occasionally works a regular job or didn't even like, you know, has a different degree and just does something entirely else. And then, you know, balancing that out with like a, some kind of filmmaking career. But uh, yeah, I think that's the, that's the struggle of it, of being in an independent industry too, is yeah. it's not the right, it's not the approach that unless you want it, it's, it's going to force you to do stuff that either makes money or it doesn't. I don't know. Which, which I think that's, oh, yeah. Every young independent and freelancer filmmaker dream is to do a full time job, and I feel that's why it's great to it's great to see, like you look up to these people, but you know it's great started, and that's why I feel like it's great if someone someone young or new wants yeah. to see that there there is struggle at the beginning. Everyone struggles at the beginning. You know, you know, you get a full time job right off bat. You know, you have to work your way, and you're gonna and you're gonna work, like Brandon to say sometimes do and work your way up. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be right. or de- depending on where you want to go. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. I always thought it was like a, here in like independent industries, it doesn't matter as much. Like I've met a plenty of young DPs who are, are talented. They they can do amazing things, but I know the minute they want to take that somewhere else, it's not gonna be as easy. Possibly, I mean, unless they get you know they do something very big and it's a huge payoff, it'll work. But I noticed like even communicating to like the people who are working in like those major industries. They all have that kind of crudy, like that's why you meet a lot of DPs. Some will be with like this really crungy, like crude kind of people because they've seen so much that they just want you to do your job well. And if you don't do well, then you get, you're going to get fired and stuff like that. But it just depends on like where you really want to thrive in and what community you want to be in. And um, that's where you don't, know, it's like the, the differences between the independent and like the major industries. Yeah. I, I and and I feel like it kind of does play on consistency and how how well you can do in the production and how consistently you can be that good at it 
and it doesn't necessarily and when i say be that good at it, it doesn't necessarily mean like you're like you're you're like a professional no i mean even like if you're doing your job and you're making more you're making less mistakes significantly less mistakes compared to what you're averagely doing which is your job that's that stands out because believe it or not i've worked with i've worked with a lot of people and i've noticed that the people that are the people that you would normally see get called back make mistakes they're just very consistent with their quality when they're not making mistakes because that's yeah, something that a lot of they're yeah, progressive that's they're that, not they're not like completely blowing your stuff up you know you're not you're not yeah. like hiring something completely bad like you have to at least be at a steady point especially if you're working with like for me it's like people who are the same age like i always had the struggle of working with people who are a, a lot older i noticed like it's nearly impossible to be uh an above the line crew member with a production that's like taking place with people like over the age of like 30 because they they have that issue where like they look down upon you they're not going to give people like me or like anyone younger the chance to like really thrive and like or at least not thrive sorry just i said that wrong but to to really kind of get that position that they kind of work for and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a struggle where I, I i find it the biggest challenge now is like finding people that are similar in age and and or experience and like that want to just make something you know yeah and I, yeah so go ahead go ahead go ahead Sarah. go ahead Sarah. No, i was just gonna say not necessarily age only because i i feel i feel though the younger ages are a little more energetic about the film industry they're because of the lack of experience they they can sometimes they'll get overwhelmed because of how energetic they are when i when you're when they're being told that hey you know if you want to get into this industry you got to know how to do some of these other things because when i because what i uh did while i was in college and right after graduating is i went back to my high school to say hi to my teachers and they had me speak for classes in terms of how the film world works, I've noticed a lot of them are super ambitious and super energetic to want to work with me on like short films or want me to help them on short films. And when I went to the technical breakdown of it, of course, they're high school students. They're not going to understand. But when I told them that, hey, if you want to, you know, progress in this, this is what you have to do. I saw so many of them lose that, that, uh, yeah, they that realize. spark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, don't, they like, kind of get I'm a glimpse like... of the real world of how it is, and that's that's where you can really see people divide, and people really say, you know what, maybe it's not for me, maybe it's just a hobby, or people say, you know what, I'm going to give everything that I have to, to do it, and because it's not easy, it's no walk in the park, definitely depending on yeah, what you want. Yeah, of course not. So I'm just going to say, uh, you guys want to give like one last advice for independent filmmakers, uh, or or yeah, small advice or a tip about how it is because you, you can go you can become a sprinty with this yeah just Maybe just one yeah if you can give one advice uh what do i say anyone just in general anyone who wants to go into filmmaking i would say really really find your passion in the industry really do what you can to understand the industry and uh really if you want to build a career kind of pinpoint where you would want to build that career and uh, what are your resources right now? What's holding you back? Um, I would say, you know, once you find what you're, what you're going to be really passionate about, give it, give it your all. You know, if it's something you really want to do, you know, are you willing to roll the dice on it? You can do it as long as it's not going to, you know, kill you at the, at the end of the day. But um, as long as it'll like you can do it and you know you'll be happy, then yeah, really commit to it. It's it's no easy walk in the park. Um, for me, at least, it's like, you know, uh, get experience, meet people, network, create stories, whatever it is, never stop learning, um, and uh, just stay busy. Go ahead, Sarab. Yeah, I mean, Brandino pretty much nailed it. And so I guess add, <laughs> add I mean, add, add whatever else to it is, is, this is this is the one thing that I guess I can tell people that that are trying to get into the industry is that if you, no matter how difficult the project may be in front of you or whatever the case is, if you wake up the next day and you like 
and you don't in, like you don't want to go back to work to to finish this production or whatnot, then it may not be for you. And you have to realize that soon on. And I purposely put myself in situations because I wanted to know if I'm wasting my time or not. Uh, Jason and Brandino got a small glimpse of this when I was in college, when I was working on with, uh, with, uh, uh, Garrison doing his television show or his uh, web, web series, series. um, mm -hmm. doing his web series. I was doing two other productions on the side and I was completely draining myself out at the time. But I realized that as hard as I was working myself on top of doing everything that I was with school and everything. Every single morning I woke up, I was still, I was ready to take on the next day. Like I wanted to go back on the set because I, when I woke up, I was like, okay, I have energy to finish this production now. Like, like, it's not like I was thinking like, oh man, now I gotta, I just woke up. I gotta get ready to go to the production and do this and that. No, like it was the complete opposite. Like I was like, dude, I'm ready to take this on. Like, I want to, uh, like, uh, thank you. I'm, I have more energy now. Like I can go and do this. Like, if you don't feel like that doing what you want to do, regardless if it's filmmaking or if it's whatever your career path is, you need to have that kind of a drive with you. If you want to, or at least that, that kind of feeling, if you don't have that feeling or I, what I'm trying to say is, and I'm kind of like fumbling on my words right now, is you want to find the thing that makes you feel like that every single morning. Yeah, you, and you want to have uh, and, regrets with doing whatever you have. And almost like, I, I think of it when people say, don't live for the weekend, live every single exactly. day. Exactly. It's, it's very like, like you said, you know, be passionate about it. it. If it's something obviously that, you know, you can't physically do, and like, I don't know if it's, there's really no limitations. It's just based on, at the end of the day, will it make you happy? Will it help you achieve your goals in life and at work? Um, yeah. And for yeah. me, I would say is uh, don't be afraid. Just create content. Just keep creating. It's something you love. And, and you, when you create, do it with 100%. Oh, yeah. Do oh, it, yeah. Do oh, it yeah. with 100% because it's going to be something you love. Yeah, go ahead, Brandina. Sorry. Um, so I think it was like a half a year ago, I was in this phase of like just taking a, an approach to any version of creation or being creative and I realized for me um, a lot of people this is during a time when people would like kind of question the creative industry at least around me I don't know if you guys ever struggle with, with this problem wherever you are um, maybe, like I saw maybe from a couple of times but you know you ever have that chance where people tell you you know the field that we currently work in anything to do with the creative industry no one takes seriously they think yeah oh, we don't need it we it, it's not crucial to our existence yeah and when i think definitely. about it i think i definitely think in my perspective it was eye-opening to think well who designed these roads who made these signs who painted your house who who designed the house who who's making your food everybody no matter what it is they all have a degree to create it may not be in the filmmaking world it may not be in what we what we personally do but it's it, everything is made on creativity nothing was ever made from you know pure gray and white you know there's some type of creative de decision that's made in everything so that's when I think it's it is crucial to what we do no matter what it is what uh what a uh, business you're doing or whatever job you want to do creativity is crucial to what we do and how we live right now so never stop creating be passionate about it and yeah I think uh that's what I really wanted to get off my chest that's what yeah. that's what it, um I don't know if you guys have seen it um if anyone goes on my Instagram. I'm just going to do a small plug at Mr. Brandino on Instagram. <laughs> wow. It's at, at Mr. <laughs> underscore Brandino. There is a small picture in one of my stories and it was a little logo I created was degree to create. You guys have probably seen it. That was just to spread the idea that creation isn't everything. Without it, the world would be uh, gray and white. So that's what I just wanted to say. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, I love what you just said and that's, that's exactly how I, how I actually feel about all of this is that it's just it's just yeah if you can't if you don't feel like you're if you don't yeah if you don't feel like you're free to do what you do every day then it's just not for you because i remember what you mentioned about yourself it, there was actually this girl when i was in high uh, when i went back to my high school there was this girl that came up to me and said um they, she asked me i currently post like modeling photos of myself but 
eventually I like, I want to pursue singing. How do I, how do I bring the people from my modeling to my singing without losing the, the likes and the interaction? And I literally just told her, I said, don't, like, don't listen to what anyone says. Just do what you want to do. Who cares if your current followers don't like the new content? Your new followers will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just, just don't be afraid to take the step in the area or in the career or in the activity that makes you happy. Don't be afraid to pursue it. Just do it. Everything else such as your your gratitude towards it will come eventually the yeah, followers be... on instagram the likes or the comments all that stuff that comes over time which is what like, i'm assuming a lot of people don't understand and they kind of get discouraged to really go after their dreams because they don't see the numbers right away yeah i think it's definitely take uh take pride in what you do be happy about it and someone said it to me a while ago and i thought it was like the most no eh, it's not it's not too fancy but um enjoy what you do and don't be focused on the money the fame and the glory those are just the side effects of you being happy with what you do don't ever make that the goal only make the goal of doing what you do uh that brings you happiness you know if at the end of the day you don't want to be working somewhere and you know get bored and even though it does pay good it's like is it really what you want to do. So I always say just say that. Just do what you want to do, that whatever makes you happy. And if it's something you're passionate about, then that's when you know you can you can really make uh something great out of it. So we got very deep in the yeah didn't we guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the first podcast of Ignore the Fame Podcast twenty twenty. Uh I really want to thank Brandino and Sarab if you guys Brandy already plugged himself. I'm not sure if some Rob wants to. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll plug and not leave Brandina hanging. <laughs> uh, follow follow my professional page is S A J underscore Productions. Uh, but my personal page, if you guys want to follow that too, is Megaton Sarab. That's M E G A T O N Sarab S O H R A B. And Brandy, you want to plug again just to make sure. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, uh, my Instagram is at Mr. Brandino. The, it's a mis- Mr. Underscore Brandino. Uh, currently working on my website, and but the link is on there. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to really plug. Y'all oh, can follow. Um, yeah, go ahead. Personally, and they don't pay me for this, but I do. <laughs> actually, I, did, I didn't mention this, but actually, I'll leave that. Cut it out. Yeah, no, no, I didn't I wanna... say that I work. I didn't say that I work freelance. I cut. So I was going to plug them real quick, but I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, they don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay Jason. It's okay. They don't need it. Pay who? Oh, wait, who? No, no, that's fine. I was just going to say, go check out <laughs> Cut on YouTube. I don't know if you guys know about them, but yeah, they make some awesome stuff. Un- what is it called? Uncut? Uh, or- cut. C-U-T. Cut? C-U-T. Yeah. Go check them out. It's This is what Brandy has been working on for a while now. So give, give, them, give them a follow, give them a watch. See, Brandy, not plug them out. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I was really hoping to see we get one more top. We we're gonna fit one more topic, but unfortunately, we're not. Cause I was, I really want to talk because we all went to college. I mean, we could still talk about it, but you could just cut it if you want. No, no, I, I, I feel like for the next episode, we can talk about just you know our our experience in college and the fun times we had, and just you know talk about our memories oh yeah that was about oh no yeah. that topic would have lasted <laughs> hours dude yeah i was trying to get to it around the 40 minute mark but see we have 20 minutes but yeah that's going to be a whole hour and hopefully we can bring in more guests i want to thank sir rob so much being this is sir rob's first time being a guest and brandino's first time the last guest we had was my brother and elliot for the first two episodes so i really want to thank them you know show them love and uh hopefully of we course, can break bro Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me, and thank you for joining. To Rob, it was a pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, this is like what I live for. I always love to talk. Every time I, t- I meet new people, I say, <laughs> "Please, can we go get a cup of coffee?" I just want to talk yeah. to you about movies and whatever it is. Yeah. So, I know, so yeah. Rob. You know, our conversations. If we bring back to Rob, bring back Brandino, our conversation come, goes from filmmaking, life in general. I know, so Rob really likes science. He, he we can go deep down in science. 
I know, right, Sarah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We could talk about cameras, uh, movies that are out there. We didn't even talk about the Oscars. I'm not sure if we're too late about that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll just talk about things and what you're passionate about, man. That's yeah. why I love to hear. I love to hear when people like really pour their heart out and so, talk about something. You know, we might mix around. We, I got different people, different guests that I can bring aboard. So, hopefully, the goes and timing and scheduling, we can bring different people. Uh, Brandy, would you love to come back? Yeah, I'd love to come back. Just let me know and I'll schedule it out. How maybe, maybe I'll have a few more things to talk about because, uh, <laughs> some more creative ideas in terms of like content and stuff but right now it's just about you know us and our ideas so maybe next time we'll talk about some projects how about sir, sir this being your first podcast how do you feel about it i don't know this is a lot of fun i feel like that i dragged on my answers a little too long i'm definitely gonna have to work on that although i think it's because i'm really tired we're shooting this at, <laughs> at 30 minutes past midnight right now yeah, it's, it's, if, you, if people don't know this but like or like at least jason said that i live on the west coast so right now it's nine twenty-five. For them, it's like what midnight. It's yeah, midnight it's right twelve twenty-five, so, and it's, it's so. definitely a weird working hour. But yeah, sorry to keep you guys awake. Yeah, it's fine, man. No, no, I, I mean, it's it's thanks to my mistake. Time. I got off work super super late, and, and I feel like we had a great time, great conversation, and, and I feel like yeah. talk. You know, just talking about it, we we self reflect to ourselves, and we learn a little bit about ourselves and about each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, motivate, yeah, motivate each other. Great thoughts. And really, because I feel like the more I learn from people, the better, or the more I can better myself. So. Okay, so thank you again. This was, this is Jason Martinez. Sarah. This is, uh, oh, <laughs> I, I, I was going <laughs> to, didn't know we were doing it like that. <laughs> it's all right. You know, this is the first time, you know, we get better as time go on. I'm not sure if we're going to go weekly. Two episodes a week depends on scheduling. You know, it's just gonna be randomly. I'm not gonna set myself in a schedule. I would love to do at least one episode per week. Um, at least mix matching different groups of people. So we've been here with Sarab. You can say your goodbyes. Bye. Adios, everyone. <laughs> uh, and Brandy, and Brandina. So thank you for checking out Ignore the Fame podcast, and uh, see you next time.